Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast, presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Give it No look to Graham baseline. Going to spin on Kugel. Graham with a one-hand throwdown. Florida's got no answer for Jalen Graham. And Todd Golden wants a timeout on the other end. They had no answer for Jalen Graham. 26 points. Arkansas rolls. They beat Florida 84-65. to 17 to 2 was the run to start the second half, and that was all she wrote. The Razorbacks back to 500 in conference play. They've got Georgia tomorrow night. Four games remain in the regular season Georgia tomorrow night in Fayetteville, two Alabama Saturday, two Tennessee on Tuesday of next week, and then home a week from Saturday to face Kentucky. I mean, we're less than two weeks away from the end of the regular season now, and so it'll be. uh, it'll be a big game tomorrow night. You don't normally circle the Georgia game as being a big game, but it's uh, it's a big one for the Razorbacks. And we got a lot to talk about as we begin the new week. Glad you're here on the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. We do indeed have basketball. The baseball Razorbacks had a good weekend. As we always do on Monday, we'll visit with Razorback legend Matt Jones and Arkansas has a new winningest coach in softball. So uh, all that coming up inside the podcast today. All right, let's talk basketball first. Let's do that as we begin. This was must postgame. Pace of play, sharing the ball, not forcing shots. You know, we were able to run our man offense, and we were able to, to find the mismatches that we wanted. We executed them really well, and when we're able to do that, we're pretty good. I was looking at some of the numbers after the game. You know, Arkansas missed – seven of their first nine shots. And then they missed the last three shots that they put up in the game. Between that time, they shot 68%. I mean, that's incredible because when you consider that, you know, Florida had been holding SEC opponents to 39% field goal percentage in conference ball games. You know, Arkansas at the end of the afternoon had shot 58%. And that's as good as you can do. Now, Florida misses Colin Castleton. I mean, part of the reason they held opponents to 39% is because they had his presence inside. He was their best player offensively. Everything ran through him. He's their best player defensively. All the stats that we've looked at this year about all the great things Florida does defensively, Castleton's the one doing a lot of it. And so with him out of the ballgame, they really looked helpless at times, frankly. And I hate to say that, but that's kind of where they were. Florida's going to have a tough road to hoe these last four ball games. Um, you know, I know when you lose your best player, sometimes it takes a game or two to get your feet back underneath you. But, you know, they're about to run out of time. That's the thing. There's, there, there's, not, a, you know, there's not a whole lot of time left. Uh, to pull it together, but they uh, they didn't look real good Saturday, and I guess obviously you know we'll see how they do in their next game back. But for Arkansas, Georgia tomorrow night, that's the most important thing. Now I'm of the opinion, and I'm still of the opinion that Arkansas is in right now, and if they win the two remaining home games, they're going to still be in. They might even be in if they don't do that. 
But um, I think that's what a lot of people have looked towards when this five-game stretch began with a ball game at Florida or against Florida. I think a lot of people thought, well, if Arkansas can win their home games, they're in. I think they talked about that on the telecast, if I'm not mistaken, on Saturday. So uh, the good thing for Arkansas is they still control their own destiny. They're not depending on somebody to lose. Now, it would help if, you know, maybe one of the teams that they've beaten goes on a run and, you know, maybe it might improve their seed line if they get to the tournament. I don't know. But, you know, Arkansas is in a spot the last two weeks that they can control their destiny. And that's a good part about where they are. Not exactly where everyone thought they would be, but still in an are still in a position uh, to perhaps make some noise in the postseason. Hey, before we turn to baseball, um, let me talk to you about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. If you're a buyer or a seller, let me recommend them. Because the thing about partnering with a Weikert agent, with an agent from the Griffin Company, is you're getting someone who's absolutely the best trained in the business, someone who understands it better than anybody else. This is not a side gig. This is not a friend of a friend who peddles a little real estate on the side. These are people that have been trained professionally. These are people that understand every nuance of the market. These are people that are great negotiators on your behalf, and these are pros that can get you from contract to close. And when you're in a real estate transaction, at the end of the day, that's where you'll want to be. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville. They're in Fort Smith. They've got an office in Branson, Missouri. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town. And you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. Hey, uh... I kind of like the hogs there, Chuck. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. I'm in a hurry to get things done away. Rushing, rushing to life's no fun. All I really gotta do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and don't know. I got to tell you, I was blown away by the number of Razorback fans that made the trip to Arlington to watch the baseball team open the season in that tournament down there. It, it was incredible. On Friday night, you know, I, I plopped down my money and subscribed to Flow Sports, and I watched the game, and it was, uh, it was incredible to see all the Razorback fans. It was like a football bowl game. Uh, you know, if you're old enough to remember the days when we flocked to Dallas for the Southwest Conference Tournament, kind of had that feel in the ballpark. I've never been a big fan, to be perfectly honest, of college teams playing at big league parks because, I, you know, it looks kind of rinky-dink. You know, when they go to that wide shot and there's nobody there in that big stadium. Well, it wasn't like that on uh, uh, this or Saturday night or Friday night or even Sunday afternoon. It wasn't like that. I mean, there were Razorback fans everywhere. But Arkansas goes 2-1. and one. They beat Texas on Friday night. They lose to TCU on Saturday night. And then they wallop Oklahoma State on Sunday. This was DVH when it was all over. I really don't want to use the word toughness because I, 
I don't, I don't question that one bit. Character, they, they're the proud program. Didn't go well yesterday. And they didn't sulk and they didn't point their finger at each other. They just got some rest and got up this morning and got after it. I'll tell you the guy that I enjoyed watching was Jared Wagner. Uh, he's the transfer from Creighton. He had 14 home runs for Creighton. The first time he came to the plate against Texas Friday night, they pitched around him. I mean, it was four straight balls, if I'm not mistaken. And I thought, wow, this guy's got some people's attention. And ultimately, he goes six for 11 over the course of the three ball games and has four extra base hits and eight RBIs. You know, that's a guy that he's going to be potent. Where the, uh, I guess they hit him fifth and then moved him up to third. Wherever they put him, he's going to be somewhere in the middle of the lineup. Uh, this is a guy that it certainly appears early on has got a chance to make a difference. Now, they've got the home opener tomorrow afternoon, grambling at 3 o'clock at Baumwalker Stadium. I think there's going to be a big crowd. You know, normally the home opener comes Friday. People will head into the weekend. They'll take the afternoon off, go to the ballpark. I don't know that Tuesday will make a difference or not. I guess we'll find out. I know the weather's supposed to be great tomorrow. Temperatures in the 60s and sunshine and if you can get away in the afternoon, or maybe if you can just leave work a little bit early, they'll start at 3 o'clock, and I'll bet we have a great crowd at Baum Stadium for the game uh, for the game tomorrow afternoon. All right, let's shift over to softball for a minute. Arkansas has a new all-time winningest coach, Courtney Diefel. Razorbacks go 3-2 and two over the weekend. Congratulations, Coach Diefel, Arkansas's all-time winningest coach. And you're not over 60. I mean, uh, you're young. Congratulations, Coach. I'll be out to the games. Well-deserved. Go Hawks. You know, when we get to 10, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, um, I think we'll look back and we'll have to pinpoint what Courtney Dyfel has done with the softball program as one of the really remarkable achievements in Razorback athletics. Arkansas was really in a bad way in terms of its softball program. And, you know, the SEC and the schools within the SEC, they've got the resources to commit to sports like softball that other conferences don't have. So, you know, you should be good. You know, the conference should be good every year, should, as they've done, put teams, you know, in the hunt for the national championship every year. But Arkansas was just never able to get to that point. And lo and behold, they hired Courtney Diefel and, you know, it doesn't seem like she's been around all that long, but already she's the winningest coach in program history, and that uh, that pretty much speaks for itself. So congratulations to her, and you know they're going to have a lot more success as we as we move forward. You know, we've not even had a chance to get to Matt Jones yet. We've got uh, that coming up in just a moment. First, though, uh, let me mention Bet Saracen and the Bet Saracen app. Uh, we're brought to you each and every day by Bet Saracen and the Bet Saracen app. And I know they had a lot of activity over the weekend. And I'll bet it's that way as we move through the week. And as we get closer to the postseason in college basketball, I know that uh, the Bet Saracen app's going to get a workout. You know, if you want to be the most informed in our state, the Bet Saracen app really is where you need to be. And they've got a lot of in game bets and prop bets involving former Razorbacks. There's just a lot of fun stuff on there. I know they're Vegas odds, but I know that if you're going to play them legally, you've got to be in Vegas. And I know that there are laws in our state that prohibit a lot of these national betting apps from operating inside our state. So you really do need to download the Bet Saracen app if you're going to be the most informed. Very easy. And they've even got a how-to-play video. So you'll find out 
very quickly why the Bet Saracen app is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. All right, let's shift over to the legend as we continue on the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast as we do every Monday. We talk it over with Matt Jones, football great, basketball great. Matt, was basketball really your first love? That's what everybody always says. Oh, basketball is his first love. Is that actually true? Absolutely, Chuck. Was it really? You you know, I think as you get older, it's his competition is what you miss the most. But basketball, there was just something about basketball growing up in the Michael Jordan era that uh, it's just all I wanted to do when when my dad would go to the gym to work out because he was a coach. So that was my babysitter. It was like Here's the keys to the gym. He just locked me into the, and I had the, that was, I mean, it was the best time of my life just getting up there shooting shots. I loved every second of it. I know you watch the Razorbacks and I know you watch it in a way that, that only a player can. A um, couple of points coming out of the game, as we've kind of discussed already. I mean, Florida, you know, they're going to struggle without Colin Castleton, but to Arkansas's credit, I mean, you know, Jalen Graham, If he's got any kind of mismatch and you can get the ball down on the low block to him, there's a pretty good chance he's going to score. I saw where they call him spin cycle now, and that seems seems pretty appropriate. He's got an array of moves. That is that's funny. Yeah, no one feels sorry for you, Chuck. We were out. We were without our best two players for a little bit, and they don't take it easier on you when you don't have your starter. Uh, I, I thought the Hogs did what they had to do at home. Uh, you, you didn't know how Florida was going to act and respond, and and it was one of those games where you knew they might make a run or two, but we just kept making runs. And man, what can you say about the performance by Jalen Graham? That was uh, that was pretty cool. I thought Ricky Council as well uh, finally kind of got back on. He made that fifteen look really easy. Man, he's so athletic. Uh, him and Jordan Walls have to be our our most athletic players. Uh, the Mitchell brothers too, Chuck. Man, I, I feel like I feel a lot better about Arkansas when at least one of them's out there. Like I always like to look at it and see see one of them out there. But yeah, Jalen Graham has that um, he has that knack to to get you lull you to sleep, get you lean in one way if it's that forearm in your back or whatever he's doing, he gets them off balance and and you keep thinking Chuck that they watch film too and they know what he's going to do and uh, you still can't stop it. It was it was a joy to watch and uh, just from start to finish, man. I th- I thought they the the team played well. What's it like as a player, and I'm sure you had this happen a few times, what's it like as a player when you know the guy guarding you can't stop you? And I think particularly about when you post up a guy and you know that there's just no way he can stop you because it it seemed like that's what Graham sort of felt like during the game and you've probably been in that spot I mean can you describe that well it's it's fun when you see players like a Gennaro Pargo a Brandon Dean a, a, a Graham uh, like you said the thing that you want to do is is feed him the ball uh, but but not necessarily just go to him every single time but get get him the ball in the flow of, of your offense and and let the big man work when it whenever somebody has the hot hands uh, find a way to get them, get them the ball, get them mismatches, and and whoever it is. And it, to last last game, it was Graham, and uh, man, he was uh, he had some enthusiasm. I don't know if it was the cornrows because he had had the frosted tips going on, so he yeah. changed it up a little bit. I, I liked it. Arkansas shot fifty eight percent, and 
that's after missing seven of their first nine shots. I mean, if you remember, uh, if you remember at the start of the game, I mean, it wasn't exactly a pretty beginning for either team. They went through a stretch before they missed their final three shots. You take away the first nine, take away the final three. They shot 68% during that stretch. It came out to 58% for the ball game. But they only made two three-pointers. Um, I've been of the opinion for a while that the higher the three-point attempted total is for Arkansas, the less their chances are to win. Now, I know that's not always true, but um, when this team can get the ball to the paint or even get the mid-range game going, it seems to me like that's when they're at their best offensively. Chuck, you're exactly right. Uh, that's 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 kind of what I was going to say. They they kept penetrating. They kept moving the ball. They didn't settle. It, it seemed like uh, they, after about the the first TV timeout, like you're saying, uh, they kind of settled in and, and they knew what they were going to do. And and you got to shoot a couple threes to keep them honest. And um, and that's what they did. But we didn't fall in love with it. Uh, I thought Anthony Black picked his spots well. Uh, I, I was, I'm still excited with Nick Smith, Chuck. I, I, I know his stat line isn't the best right now, but just watching him run up and down the court uh, and in 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 his movement, he seems fine. But yeah, uh, Ricky Council, love him coming off the bench. Uh, man, I just I, I just love that game that, that that we played against Florida, and that that was one of the main things was Ricky was able to get in the paint, get in the lane, get those fallaway jumpers, uh, free throw line extended. And they were. They didn't settle. That and and I just don't think Florida. I, I you know, you, you hate to say it, but without their stud, they they kind of look like they weren't in it for a little bit. Like, oh man, after after we kind of put it on them, they were just kind of going through the motions a little bit too. But that's what you got to do. That means we're growing up. But we, we played a Vanderbilt team early in the year, and, and we had them kind of like this. And if we'd have went out in the second half like we did against Florida, we we should have won that game as well. And and so maybe they are growing up a little bit, and and they didn't they didn't give Florida any room to breathe and give them any momentum where they thought that that that's all it would have took. If Florida would have thought, man, if we we got a chance or we can do something, they would have made a little run. But but Arkansas didn't let them let them have a chance. You know, sometimes the numbers tell the story after the game, and sometimes they don't. And I want to get your thoughts on this. the The one stat that I thought was interesting at the end of the game involved assists now I've always maintained that every game is different the flow of every game is different sometimes you look at the end of a game and say a team has 32 made baskets and and you've got 19 or 20 assists and Mm -hmm. you go man they they shared the ball so well you look at this Saturday Arkansas had eight assists eight assists on 34 made baskets but yet they always seem to find the matchup. It seemed like the Florida game was about individual matchups because Florida was so – I mean, they just didn't have enough guys that could stop people even one-on-one. Whereas a game like an Alabama or a Tennessee or a Kentucky even, you know, you're probably not going to have 34 made baskets and only eight assists because you're not going to be able to beat those guys one-on-one. Am I misreading something there? But it, it just kind of seemed like in the Florida game – they just didn't have any people that could stop Arkansas one-on-one when they isolated. Yeah, uh, Chuck, you're right, because if you look at it, the Mitchell brothers uh, with and if you put Graham, 
Uh, that's seven. That's 19 made baskets right there. And so to your point, that was we're feeding them a lot, and then they were kind of going to work or they're getting an offensive board. Uh, but that, especially with Graham, I mean, it was kind of he'd get the ball, and it, whatever he does that kind of waits or just he doesn't – he's not ahead of himself on the offensive end. And so then you're kind of cutting out of assists right there. But when, when your bigs do that, when your big have, have 19 made field goals – uh, I mean, that's getting it, that's getting it done right there. No doubt. 19 out of 34 coming from your big fellows. All right, big picture. Um, we've reached the point where everybody, every morning, those who follow college basketball closely, the first thing you do is grab your phone and check the latest bracketology. Um, I've been of the mind that going into this five-game stretch, and I'm including the ball game Saturday, that if Arkansas goes 3-2, and two, if they win their home games, they're in. Not sure where they're going to be seated, but they're in. Um, I don't buy into the thought that this team's just right there on the bubble. Now, a loss to Georgia, and yeah, they're right smack dab on it again. But I don't even think losses at Alabama and Tennessee put them on the bubble. Um, It may, and I may be wrong here, but I mean, it may come down to that Kentucky ball game because um, I don't know that Arkansas stays off the bubble with a home loss, but I think if they win their two remaining home games, they're solidly in the NCAA tournament. Chuck, I, I think you're right. I think they control their destiny. Arkansas does. Uh, I, I know that if Arkansas has all their weapons, they're a scary out. Uh, you, you look at the top four, top five teams in the country, and and, and they're all they're, there's reasons why they're the top five teams in the country. But other than that, I mean, I think Arkansas belongs in that second tier. You get Nick Smith back. You get Graham doing something, and and it could be Walsh off the bench, and, and that's a big that's a big thing for this Arkansas team is to have somebody off the bench being able to come in and ignite a spark. Uh, as far as the Hogs know, Chuck, I, I'm with you. I think they're in the tournament. It's just now. It's just what what's going to be the seeding. Uh, I don't think they're good. I mean, you're right. If they go 0-4 and then lost the first game in the SEC tournament, could they be out? Yeah, they probably don't make it that way. But I, I think Arkansas is going to defend home court. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if, if they get one of these wins against Bama or Tennessee. I, I think the way this team is, is we show up for games like that. You know, if we were going to South Carolina or going like we were going to Vanderbilt or something that we're kind of expected to win, uh, th- this young group, we kind of we kind of struggled a little bit. But when we play uh, the teams that are in the top 10, man, we, we're going to show up. We're going to be all right. I expect us to play good these next four games. And uh, and and make a run even in the SEC tournament. SEC tournament, we get a we get a good group. I mean, I know Alabama's the number one team in the country. We're not scared of A and M. We played with Bama in a half. We're gonna see. We're we're gonna see on the twenty fifth after this Georgia game uh, how we match up with Bama, and uh, we'll get a better picture. But um, I'm I'm excited after this win for the Hogs. Matt Jones, you hear him every day. On halftime with Phil Elson. He'll be coming up later today and throughout the week and uh, always visits with us on Monday as we start a new week. And Matt enjoyed it. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Chuck. Always a joy. Yeah, me Chuck. All right, a new week in SEC basketball. As we mentioned, literally less than two weeks remain in the regular season. Four games for everybody. Razorbacks start the new week 7-7. Seven and seven. They're tied with Florida and Missouri. Arkansas just came off the win over Florida. Uh, They split the season series with Missouri. Now, Georgia's lurking a game back at 6-8, as is Mississippi State. So, take nothing for granted. Obviously, Georgia's got a lot to play for when they come into Bud Walton Arena 
on Tuesday night. Now, just ahead of the Razorbacks are Auburn and Vanderbilt. They're both 8-6. and six. Unfortunately, both of them hold the tiebreak over the Razorbacks. Tennessee, 9-5. and five. Kentucky, 9-5. and five. Texas A&M, 12-2. Alabama, 13-1. Smart Money says Alabama has been, for a while, a lock to be the number one seed in the conference tournament. But they've still got to go to College Station. When Arkansas is playing Kentucky, Alabama's still got to go to College Station. Now, I'm not saying that both of them are going to go 3-0 and between now and then. Truth is, I, I kind of doubt that happens. But if it does, you know, A&M's got a chance to pull even with them in that final, in that final game. So nothing's decided yet. Again, I think for the Razorbacks, the best thing they've got going right now is they can control their own destiny. Uh, first things first, got to beat Georgia tomorrow night. Going to be an 8 o'clock tip-off tomorrow evening, so it'll be a little bit, uh, little bit later. Boy, it's going to be a big week. I feel like we probably left something out. We've hit the point in the early spring, and I'm going to go ahead and call it early spring because it feels like that this week. We've hit the point in the early spring where we've got a lot of overlap. You got basketball going on. You got baseball starting. You got softball. You know, track's going to make the transition from indoor to outdoor. Gymnastics is still going on. There's a lot to pay attention to, and uh, we will endeavor to follow all of it as we move through the week. Again, uh, doubleheader for Razorback fans tomorrow. Baseball at 3 against Grambling. Georgia and basketball at 8 tomorrow night. We'll be back on Wednesday. We'll talk about all of it. Hope you will be, too. Until then, thanks for listening. Give me an H. Give me an O. Give me a G. Give me an F. What's that spell? Give me the hug. Chuck. <laughs> this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.